Welcome, welcome. I want to extend a big hello to all of our live listeners right now. This week's Happy at Home webinar is called Get On Up. And without further ado, let's get into the show. My name is Anna Greenwald, and I am the owner and founder here at On The Goka. I'll be joined today by a familiar guest to any of you guys who have been tuning in to the recent episodes. But before I introduce her, as always, I'd love to start just by talking about why we're here for you guys. Happy at Home is a public workshop series that has been designed just to give you all some practical tools to support your health and happiness even and especially when circumstances around us are hardly easy. Each week, we're looking at practical tools for well-being through a slightly different lens. Last week, we had the privilege of being joined by some amazing local business experts. So we heard from the owner of Harriet's Bookshop in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the manager from Art in the Age, which is an awesome local cocktail shop. They shared with us their stories and strategies for staying healthy and happy at home and got some pretty awesome questions from you guys as well. So as always, if you have questions today, please type them in the chat box and we will try to answer them as they come up. Today, we're talking about movement. So I'd like to just get right into introducing our awesome wellness expert that's joining us today. Caitlin Williams. So welcome, Caitlin. Hi, Anna. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here today. We're talking about movement today. You know, normally we like to start by asking a question, but I'm actually going to start today by suggesting some movement for everyone out there. So Caitlin and anyone who can hear my voice right now, just take a second to wherever you are, unless you're driving or operating machinery, in which case don't do this, Take your hands and just reach them up over your head as high as you can as you take a deep breath in through your nose. And then exhale, let it out your mouth, shake out your arms, shake out your shoulders. Just take that little bit of movement. So we're going to talk a lot today, Caitlin, right, about different ways to move. But I'd love to hear from you guys out there in the chat box just some ways that you've been moving throughout the day as you've been home. Uh, this could be small stretches you've been doing. Maybe you've been going on walks. Oh, awesome. Alicia said yoga slash exercise during pre-work morning or lunch breaks. That's been awesome. Yeah, Rosalie said walking. Susan said walking in the apartment, which I can definitely resonate with. I've been doing laps in my apartment, um, taking walks while calling family and friends, lunchtime walks. Oh, that's awesome. Joanne said, I dance with my instructor via Zoom. Susan was saying the challenge is that I can't go very far and it's hard to do laps. So Caitlin, let's kind of get into this. How do we address movement during this time? Yeah, I, I love that that was already mentioned because we'll address that today. Why we feel like this is important today is that evolutionary and historically, I'm sure all of you've heard this, that we really were designed to move. And so a sedentary lifestyle is, is pretty new um, when it comes to how everything used to be. It used to be that you would walk for miles to go to work or even walk and use a lot of labor to get your own food or shelter. And so the idea that we're all spending a lot of our time sitting now um, is a pretty new concept to all of our bodies. And I'm sure that you've all heard that, you know, 
sitting is the new smoking and I'm not here today to tell you to stop sitting. I just don't really feel like that's possible, but there's a lot of access to our bodies and movement, even when we have um, lifestyles that encourage us to sit or that, you know, especially our surroundings and being limited to our homes right now, um, sitting is, is part of our lives. Um, so I hope you find today that you can have a greater relationship with your mind and body, especially when sitting with fear and possibly sadness or anger or confusion um, during this time. So, you know, overall, I just hope that we all become more aware of ourselves and are able to move ourselves in a way that's healthy for our mind and bodies. Absolutely. And that's a big core focus. You know, when we were talking about what we want to discuss today, Caitlin, is this concept that movement isn't just a tool for physical well-being, but it's a hugely important tool for emotional well-being. So why is that? Well, so the connection between mind and body actually can help us create more habits around compassion. So being able to acknowledge and create actions to help our body, which in turn will always help our, our mental well-being. That's so interesting. And I think it's a really important point to drive home that, you know, when we start to learn how to listen to our body and care for our body, we're training our brains to listen and care for all of our needs right? Yeah, definitely. So in that way, caring for our body is kind of one of the best things that we can do, not just for physical well-being, but for cultivating moments of joy or happiness, or even just the space to care for ourselves and other people. And, you know, Caitlin, you do a really good job of talking about this, but this doesn't look like massive shifts, right? Just like it doesn't look like, you know, getting up and walking all day. It doesn't look like always noticing what's going on, always being happy, right? We kind of start small, right? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can be the first to say I'm someone out there that I hear things, even like what I'm speaking about today and I get a little overwhelmed, you know, I'm like this with any parenting advice or or, or ways to engage my child more. Um, and so something I've incorporated in my life is to always start small. And so that's what I love about this connection with on the Goga is that this is a huge core value of ours. And, and so when it comes to starting small within this topic, as you might expect sitting in one position for a really long time has the potential to create a ne negative impact on the body. This includes things like brain fog or neck pain or tight shoulders or compromised breathing. And honestly, this is just to name a few in the top half of your body. Um, there's more to say in the bottom half. And what is good news about all of this is that movement creates the opposite effect of all that I just listed. And so if your body adapts the position that you assume for most of the day, there that can be positive as well as, of course, create some negative impacts. So that's a really interesting thought, this idea that your body actually assumes the position that you're in for most of the day. So what does that actually, what does that mean? Well, if you look at the picture that we've ch chosen for um, this slide, if you sit with your back rounded forward um, or the opposite of what's shown, if you sit with your back arch, your tissues will actually form a cast around your posture, making it hard to take other postures at the end of your day. And so many of you might have felt this taking, for instance, a yoga class at the end of the day is that you take a 6 p.m. yoga class and you are working towards upward facing dog, but your shoulders just aren't really extended 
running back like you thought that they would. A lot of that's because your body has been adapting to the position of the shoulders rounding forward that you've taken most of the day. If for instance, that's the position you took. So that's interesting. I'd love to throw this question out to the audience out there. What is the posture that you guys are in for most of the day? And I see some people are already mentioning some really interesting start small tips in the chat box. Uh, Linda and Rosalie said using a ball, like a medicine ball for a seat at the computer is a really great small shift. So I want to point that out because that's really, really a wonderful idea. But I'd love to hear from you guys. Are you sitting most of the day? Are you standing most of the day? Are you up and down? Um, I know that I have been at my computer for most of the day. So definitely being mindful of are my shoulders rounding forward is my, I can feel, you know, my neck at the end of the day, there's a little pain at the bottom of the neck sometimes. And uh, that comes from just sitting all the time. Yeah, Susan said sitting all day in meetings, lots of Zoom and Skype. And I don't know if anybody else, Caitlin, if you've had this experience or when you're on the Zoom meeting, sometimes you lean forward towards the camera, like it's going to make it easier for people to oh, see definitely. Oh, definitely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And to like, you all are putting some really wonderful things out there um, that it just, it's just kind of fact, right? That this is what we're doing. And I want to encourage you that these small changes I'll encourage today are, are really just not small. They're, they're an example of like ways that you can make really big changes um, for your body. And to give you an example of that, your head weighs around 15 pounds, about an average human head does. And we've all kind of said this, we're sitting at our computer. I love your example, Anna, of leaning forward into the computer for Zoom calls and to even just try to look at what's on the computer. Um, but this is very normal for our bodies, for our heads to draw forward. You can see this in the picture that we've, we've chosen as well. But to, to give you an idea of what that's doing is it's putting a whole, like a whole gallon. You can think of a gallon of milk on top of your head all day. And our spine, especially the spine, you know, around our, where our neck is, is just not meant to hold that much weight. So it puts a lot of pressure on our body for the rest of the day. That's a really interesting analogy, thinking about, you know, if you're leaning your head forward, it's like basically like putting a gallon of milk on top of your head. That, that's a really good explanation of how these sm seemingly small changes can make a big difference. Yeah, and, and I think it's worth repeating what I said a couple of weeks ago on, on the webinar that your brain just can't pay attention to things all the time. So some of us might hear like, oh, well, why isn't my body kind of telling me like there's a lot of weight on top of my head right now? And it's because our brain has associated that position with like, I'm safe. So the brain's not saying to yourself like, oh, you're not safe right now. You need to draw your neck back. You know, as long as the body feels safe and it's sitting position, it's not going to bring attention to you. That's a really good point. So part of the mindfulness and awareness of this is bringing physical, bringing mental attention to, oh, my head is forward so that we can make a shift in our bodies so that our bodies know, hey, I'm still here. I still need attention. Yeah. And that's why today I want to just share with you a two new habits, possibly movement and breath that will, um, you know, maybe not sound like anything new, but hopefully create again, these, these starting small new habits for yourself. Let's start with movement. I think a lot of the times this can almost feel like an extra burden for us right now. It's like, I have to get through my 10 hour, eight hour, 15 hour work day sometimes at this point. And then I have to fit in a 60 minute workout routine. So when you're talking about movement, you're kind of talking about finding different ways to move, right? What does this look like? 
Right. Yeah. So a key to good health for your body is not necessarily a ton of exercise and it it really is movement. And that's really not to say exercise is not good for you. Please continue to do that. But the small, this is a small fact that might help bring perspective is 10 hours of sitting is said to cancel out 90% of a one hour workout, a 60 hour workout, 60 minute workout. And so your body needs to move consistently so that you can actually reap the benefits of your hard work during your, your, during your workouts. What I love about this is it doesn't mean you need a designated time to roll out a mat, have a water bottle, like turn on a specific video. No, it's that you can do it right where you are using the tool of just your body. And I think this is really important because the concept here is that exercise is obviously amazing for us. And if we're feeling like I'm not going to get in a 60 minute workout, it's not like we're stuck between that choice and not moving at all. What you're saying is that this movement throughout the day is really important for our physical well-being in different ways than a 60 minute super boot camp or yoga class. And that's a really big relief for a lot of us, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. And and Melissa, I want to make sure and and address your question. So um, what I said was that if you are a 10, 10 hours of sitting is said to cancel out 90% of a one hour workout. And so, um, you know, what, what I hope you're hearing is that if you are choosing to move all throughout your day, then you're actually creating a feedback loop for your brain. And your brain, instead of waiting until that 60 minute workout at the end of your day or possibly in the morning, your brain then throughout the day is able to address parts of your body. And you know, your brain will say things like, ah, that's a little tight or geez, like maybe you wanna like get stronger here, warm me up. And to hopefully hone this into all of your bodies, I want us all to work on this really quickly. So wherever you are, um, as long as again, you're not driving or operating machinery, (laughs) slowly drop your chin to your chest. This movement already probably created a feedback loop to your brain, right? You probably notice something across the top of your shoulders, a sensation, um, you know, maybe even tightness because usually a poor neck posture leads to tightness right here. And now slowly lift your head and lift your chin up and lift it towards the ceiling. You might feel a stretch across the front of your neck, or you might not feel anything at all. And, you know, that's because this is, again, an area of the body that actually gets weaker as as the chin moves forward. Now bring your chin back up and drop your right ear to your right shoulder. Just notice the sensations and maybe, again, the, the feedback loop that's going into your brain, and then bring your head back to center and drop your left ear to your left shoulder. Come back to center and look over your right shoulder. So turn your head to your right and try to look over your right shoulder. Notice any sensations you might feel on the left side of your body. Come back to center and turn your gaze and your your chin over to your left. Look over your left shoulder. So that was about I mean, maybe not even 30 seconds. And I'm just curious, did any of you notice anything? Did any of you feel like you had a conversation with yourself or that your body and your mind felt a little more connected just in those small movements? I love Maureen said creaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I definitely felt, you know, all of those movements. What was so interesting to me is that each of those movements created a different sensation in my body, right to left, up to down, side to side. 
yeah, people just saying in the chat box, like, I just noticed how tight my neck is. Right. And, and your neck is the first place that gets stiff when you're sitting for long periods of time. That's why I like to start here with, with people that I work with, because if you just do this simple movement periodically throughout your day, um, in 30 seconds, really, like then you're creating a lot of, lot of good. And I promise you, I actually did it at the beginning, just while Anna was talking. <laughs> so yeah. while she was introducing, you know, the whole webinar today, I was participating in this. Absolutely. And I brought up point out that Kelly said she felt like this was calming. And that's really, if there's any reason to take this movement, right? You don't have to think, oh, I need to do this because otherwise it's, I'm sitting all day and it's just terrible and awful for my body. You can have the motivation for this movement just to be, oh, that feels really nice. And that is sending again, that signal to your brain and body of I'm noticing something that is a little bit uncomfortable and I'm taking 30 seconds to care for myself. I also want to point out that, you know, to your point, Caitlin, getting up and moving throughout the day is really important. And I've done this and I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat box are saying that they've made their own standing desk setup. So uh, Alicia said, I'm literally making a DIY <laughs> standing desk right now. This is insane. And that's perfect. Standing desk set up mine right now looks like a bunch of yoga blocks stacked on top of one of each other. Standing also um, requires to have the same awareness of movement. So that's what's really great about this is no matter what position you're taking, movement is always necessary and something to pay attention to. And it doesn't have to look like burpees or sun citations. It could be circling your wrists. You can all do this right now or pointing and flexing your toes or bending and straightening your leg. This can be happening while you're standing or while you're sitting. And so just to create that connection that all this is possible, whatever position you've chosen or whatever posture you've chosen. Yeah, and um, Caitlin Redding, who's a chiropractor that works with us a lot, she has this quote that I love. She says, the best position is the next position. So remembering that it's okay to change, you know, you don't have to be standing all day, sitting, standing, they all have different benefits. So I want to make sure that we get to the second point that you, you mentioned, Caitlin, which is this idea of using breath for movement. So what is that all about? Yes, I, um, oh man, I cannot talk about movement without talking about breath. And that's because how you breathe affects the way in which your body interprets stress, which I believe, again, is so important for right now, but also all times in our lives, that our attention to breath actually brings, again, this awareness to body. So for example, poor posture usually elicits shallow neck breathing, which is a cue for your brain to be worried, to be alert, to be on top of something, to be worried, you know, kind of like, hey, you need to pay attention. And this activates this part of the brain that says like, we either need to fight or flee, which most of you probably have heard. And so what I believe is one of the most uh, important ways to change posture and to change alignment is to change where you direct your breath. So what we're saying here is that literally the way that we hold our body throughout the day, right? If our neck and shoulders are, are tilted forward because we're at our computer, it elicits a different type of breath, that shallow breathing. And that's literally sending signals to our brain that says we should be feeling stressed or we should be, you know, we shouldn't be calm right now. And just changing that can change how we feel emotionally. And that's one of the reasons why that movement we just did can feel really calming. 
Yeah, and I want to provide another um, movement uh, for you all right now. So wherever you're sitting, um, place both of your hands on your stomach, one on top of the other. Take a slow, steady breath into your nose and direct your air to your hands at your stomach. And breathe out through your mouth. Take another breath in, and this time try to direct your air to your stomach and lift your hands with your air. So withdrawing more air in, try to see if your hands lift. And then a breath out. And then try this just a couple more times, trying to keep your chest as still as possible. Just direct your air to your stomach at your hands. This stomach breathing, or how a lot of people call it as belly breathing, is how you actually want to breathe when you're in a resting position throughout your day. And this because, is because it brings, again, that attention to your brain that you can de-stress, that it's not something you know that your shallow breathing, like I said, creates more stress in the body, whereas your deeper breathing reminds you that you're okay. It actually switches onto the brain to relax, which in turn actually provides you more energy to focus on whatever you need to get done. Um, one of my favorite articles about this was put out in December by the Greater Good Science Center. And the study actually presented that when we also pay attention to this like deeper belly breathing, but also when the breathing is paced, so at an even pace, then the breathing actually elicits something in our brain to pay attention to our bodies. To bring this all together, that the breath actually also brings a greater connection to mind-body awareness. I, I just want to really reiterate that because it's such an interesting and important point. And, you know, it's why deep breathing and breath is always part of this mindfulness practice that breath is always there. It's a movement in our bodies that's always happening and simply noticing what it feels like the movement of breath is a really important practice of mindfulness, right? And we can notice that even when we're quote unquote still or sitting, we're still moving. Definitely. And and you know, right from where you are, moving can create just a huge impact on your overall well-being. All of you, if you wanted to just take a deep breath in again, but this time sigh and notice what parts of your body become relaxed, should be around your shoulders or your collarbones or your chest. Even when you're breathing and, and you know, controlling your breath, you're providing more relaxation, better posture for the upper part of your body. And I want to point the attention to the chat box again, because uh, Tracy actually mentioned another great mindfulness tool. If you guys haven't heard of this device, it's called the Upright Go. They actually sent us some of these at On The Goga a, a while ago, maybe over a year ago at this point. And it's a little device that you put on your back and it just buzzes you to remind you when your posture might be changing. And again, one of the things we like to reiterate here is that posture is just a word that means the way that you're holding your body. And so any particular movement of your body or posture of your body isn't necessarily good or bad. It's just being aware, being mindful that, hey, maybe it's time to change your posture. So that's a great tool just to become aware. Another more low tech tool is uh, an alarm like, uh, Caitlin, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, setting an alarm on your phone just to move your body. It doesn't have to be a huge stretch. It doesn't have to be 50 jumping jacks. It can be simply flexing or pointing your toes or taking a deep breath. Let's just recap, you know, the points you've made today, Caitlin. What are the three takeaways from today when it 
when we're thinking about getting up and moving throughout the day? I mean, the most important thing is to remember that we were made to move. So this is part of our, our makeup and how we all created, but this, this change to remember that should always start small. Like I gave the example of me trying to listen to parenting advice. And I, what I choose is to choose one thing that then I can work on for the next month. And then it'll become ingrained in my body. It'll become something normal, become a habit. And to not overwhelm yourself with, is my ear directly aligned with my shoulder, aligned with my hip, aligned with my ankle? Like, no, just give yourself something small. Starts with something small. Like it could have been one of the two things that we, we connected and encouraged you to do today. That first or the second thing we did was to breathe evenly. So to try to find this paced breath so that you can be more aware of the mind-body connection that's happening. And then the last thing was um, to learn about yourself through this process. And I love what Anna said at the very end is that this isn't to say that there's a perfect for your body. It's to say that any movement is good. Movement creates circulation in your body. It helps um, create better nutrients. It helps flush out things. And so finding ways for yourself to create more movement will be good for you, whether it's wrist circles, straightening and bending your knee or doing those next exercises that we did um, here all together. All those create um, healthier habits and, and good circulation to help with the overall um, wealth of your body. And I, and I want to just drive that last point home because it couldn't be more important. We're not saying that getting up and moving today needs to look like anything in particular. One of the reasons that we put this photo of these two men gardening here is because movement looks different all the time. It could be, you know, one of our clients, I was talking to her the other day and she said, I've recently been starting to make bread and just the act of getting up and moving and kneading dough, that is movement. You know, breathing can look like smelling your fresh cup of coffee in the morning. These things are not always things you have to go out of your way to do. Sometimes they're just things that you're doing anyway and taking a moment to pause and be mindful and appreciate the movement that you're giving yourself. Thank you so much, Caitlin. This was so helpful. Yeah, thanks for having me, Anna.